Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, everybody. I'm Cassidy, one of your Indianapolis Colts cheerleaders, and you're watching the Believe in Colts podcast. Welcome back to Believe in Colts, and this episode we are going to go over week eight of the NFL, and wow, there were some games. Again, it seems like every week we're just talking about how some of these games just turn out not the way you expect, you know, this is any given Sunday for any team, and I'm going to tell you what, uh, Gerard, this game, the first game I want to discuss in all honesty is the Niners. The Niners just taking it to the Super Bowl champs. Yeah. What do you think of that game? Uh, I thought the Niners looked good, like very impressive. Uh, but the Super Bowl champs starting to worry me a little bit. Well, the defending Super Bowl champs are, are starting to worry a little bit. They're just not clicking on defense like I like like how their roster say it should, if that makes sense. I mean, they got some great players at, at each level. And for whatever reason, it, it just like last year, it just not seem to be gelling. And maybe, you know, down the road, they'll they'll figure it out. But I, even offensively, uh, I don't know if, you know, defensive guys have caught up to Sean McVay is, is um, tendencies or whatever the case may be. But they don't look as sharp. Matt Stafford don't look like he, you know, is the same Matt Stafford of old. But the Niners with Christian McCaffrey, and I know we talked about him a couple of weeks ago, just about like if a certain team gets Christian McCaffrey, what it can do for it. And yeah. I think I said like, what if the Bills uh, get Christian McCaffrey? But I didn't say the 49ers, been look at here. You got Christian McCaffrey over there with the 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo, who's the backup quarterback for the 49ers, who they tried to trade and get rid of and do all these things. Christian McCaffrey is about to make him look like an all pro now just because of the <laughs> dynamic of their offense now. I mean, he got a guy that he can literally throw a three-yard check down play to and a guy can really take it to the house. So to see him with all these other athletes around him now with this great defense and all these type things, I mean, the 49ers seem like they're a team that, you know, down the road now people are going to definitely have to deal with going forward another week of betting and basketball is back bet online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season you'll always find the latest odds team matchup info player news and game trends on bet online and as your continued source for all sports wagering information bet online features live betting free contests and giveaways all season long always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events whether that's nfl nba nhl mma tennis boxing even golf head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus with your first deposit make sure to use the promo code believe that's b-l-e-a-v to receive your rewards bet online where the game starts oh yeah Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, look, the Niners aren't bereft of talent by any means. Grabbing McCaffrey, that goes with Debo now and mm-hmm. Kittle and all those guys. I mean, they got yeah. some weapons over there, you know, and, and you talked about their defense. That front seven on that defense is scary. Uh, yeah. Very, very fast. And I, I love their defensive line coach. Uh, obviously, they uh, they know how to produce coaches on the defensive side over there in San Francisco because yeah. they're – <laughs> Demi- yeah, D'Amico Ryan, the defensive coordinator, doing a hell of a job over there. Yep, I think this yeah. is like his third year, third year as coordinator or something like that. So, yeah. you know, that's a situation where, you know, the Niners right now are four and four, but after uh, whooping up on the Rams 31 to 14, 
Oh, yeah. Are they – you think that's a team that um, the rest of the, the league is is keeping an eye on heading at, heading into the second part of the season there, uh, Rodney? I think so. You know, I think that was a – that's the win that they need. I mean, it's a d- division opponent. I mean, we all know the past – I mean, few years, San Fran has really owned the Rams – uh, and I think the addition to Christian McCaffrey without Debo Samuel on Sunday, yeah. they found a way to get it done. So now, you know, Gerard just said it. You have this great skill uh, group that's very good when they get the ball in their hands, right? They can make plays in space, and that's going to be huge. You know, you put McCaffrey and Debo both behind there. You know, a, a lot of teams love this this like pony look, you know, where mm-hmm. you could do so much. Um, and so they're going to get very creative, man. I, I think they're they have the right pieces. It, you don't you, you don't have to necessarily put too much pressure on Jimmy G because of the guys that he has around them. You talked about the defense; they're playing very well. Um, so it, it looks like right now in that division, it, it's really probably going to come down to San Fran and Seattle. Seattle. Seattle's playing yep. good ball too right now. Surprising quietly with quietly. Geno Smith, yes, you know, coming along, and you know you you forget about who used to be the quarterback there. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> Gino's uh man, he, I, I'm happy for him. He, he got his opportunities making the most of it. Uh, but I, I think, man, when you look at the Rams, you know, you have to question, you know, do, are they still hungry? Right. Is that, mm. are they now complacent? Was, was last year good enough for them? Right. For a lot of those guys in that locker room, um, because it it doesn't seem like the same Rams that we that we're accustomed to seeing. I know they all year they they've had trouble kind of figuring out the the Matt Stafford Cooper Cup and and Allen Robinson uh, yeah. trio, and it really hasn't planned out. You had Cam Akers who's you know looking to to get out of there. So I don't know. Um, it, it just seems as if uh, that that same maybe Odell was the key man. Uh, he's a missing <laughs> piece, and you got to think defensively. Von Miller, they lost somebody yes. on that D line that took some of the tension off of AD and some of those other uh, other dudes up front. So um, some pieces that they're missing, but I also question whether or not um, they they have the same level of uh, a hunger as they did last year. Speaking of loss of hunger, uh, man, after the the Packers Bills game, uh, it's 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 uh, what's wrong with the Green Bay? What's wrong? What, what's 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 going on over there uh, with 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 the Packers right now? Man, uh, I, I I can't put a finger on it outside of. You know, I know the obvious everybody's going to say, you know, no Devontae Adams, no no really established, you know, wide receiver one over there for Aaron Rodgers to throw to. But that haven't, you know, really stopped him ever from, you know, winning games. So I'm not sure what's like what's the one thing that's causing them to have these issues other than other teams around the league are getting better. Like everybody else is just as good now where it used to be just a handful of teams here and there every year that you knew were going to be good. Now you look around the league, everybody's kind of one, two games away from each other. So it really looks balanced all across the board. And when it's like that, 
You can literally be beaten every Sunday if you don't come out and execute and do the things that you're supposed to do. And when you watch Green Bay play, and Aaron Rodgers speaks about it on Pat McAfee's show every Tuesday, it's just a ton of mistakes that you see that's not that that you're not really accustomed to seeing uh, Aaron Rodgers led offense make. Uh, so if you're going to continue to make mistakes and we're in week eight, you know, week nine of the season, if you're continuing to make the same mistakes all the way up to this point, you kind of, you know, you are what you are, you know, at the end of the day. So I don't necessarily see them getting that much better from what where they are right now. I'm not saying that they're not going to go out and win more games, but I think they're going to struggle week in, week out unless they start executing better. Yeah, I think that entire team is like really just in shock. <laughs> as we all are we're so accustomed to Aaron Rodgers just getting it done and and I think you look at Tampa and say the same thing Tom Brady like those they're winners and so it's uh surprisingly uh it's surprising when you see them struggle the way that they have uh and the losing streak right now is is very concerning and you know you think of every week that goes by you know, you put yourself in, in a huge deficit and hole because you have the Minnesota Vikings who are looking like the team to beat in that division. So every game, you know, matters. And it, Gerard knows we're getting to that to that tell of the season, right? Like week uh-huh. 10, 11, you know, you start to really nope. see nope. Uh, who are the the potential playoff contenders, Super Bowl contenders, and and who's going to be um, looking to make offseason plans, right? Like, yep. that's just reality of the business. So, uh, you know, you, you don't really have too many more weeks to figure things out. And eventually, like you said, you are who you are. So uh, these next two weeks are going to tell it all for, for the Packers and a lot of teams. Yeah, no, you're, yeah, I was going to say, no, you're right. Once November hits, man, that's when, you know, teams start separating themselves from the pack. You know, people start putting themselves in position uh, for the playoffs, whether it's one seed, two seed, wild card, whatever it is, people start separating themselves. So uh, Rodney's definitely right. This is around that time to where once you get over that halfway mark, those first two weeks of that season is going to uh, determine a lot of people's fate uh, towards the end of the year. Absolutely. You know, I've been waiting all year for the Raiders to like turn things around and they just hit rock bottom this week. Uh, they, I mean, come on. They, the saints who are now three and five just blanketed the Raiders who are now two and five, 24 to nothing. Okay. At this point, uh, I mean, th- this was, this is a team that, you know, new head coach, things were supposed to be looking up. It should have been, you know, uh, went out and speaking of the, the, the former Green Bay Packers and losing Devontae. They got Devontae and, and all this other stuff that's going on over there. They went out and got uh, Chandler. I think it was, yeah, Chandler, Chandler Jones, Jones, right? Yeah. You know, and, and we were – I especially was expecting this team to be – competing you know at the top of the afc and at this point you said it we're we're walking into november they're two and five and they just came off the worst loss of the season how does a team like that come back from something like that at at this point in the season 
Uh, from my experiences on being on, like I was on one bad team, and that was 2011 uh, coach year uh, after we lost Peyton and went through the whole, you know, tank for luck uh, type deal or whatnot. And and even even in a scenario like that, I want to say it was like seven or eight games we lost like by a touchdown or less or like a one score type thing. So the the only thing that I can think of that can really hurt that team going forward if those guys start to believe that they can't win. Uh, when you look at the Raiders play, man, they're a lot better than what their record says. Uh, and I know they, they lay an egg uh, this past Sunday, and I'm not saying that's normal unless, you know, it's the Colts versus Jags. And uh, I think we might be the only two teams that, that didn't let that happen. But normally, you know, I mean, you can have a bad week in the NFL to where stuff is just not clicking. You can't put points on the board or whatnot. So, I mean, that can happen. But you don't expect a team with a roster like it has, uh, the coach that they have, the players that they have, and uh, for them to be two and five. But when you watch the Raiders play, they're a lot better than what their record, what their record says. So um, I, I'm, I'm going to think that they can, I guess – turn things around i'm not saying that they're going to turn things around and, and make the playoffs or do anything like that but they can definitely beat a lot of teams that's left on their schedule uh going forward but it's gonna matter if if those guys still truly believe that they can go out there and win football games because once you lose consecutively and then it becomes a you know a current recurring theme you know it starts to seep in that locker room a little bit like oh man no matter what we can what we do we're gonna find a way to lose this type of game and as long as that energy is not going around those guys they'll, they'll figure it out some way somehow because they just got too good of an, an roster too good of a team for them not to my opinion anyway tough division too but that's my opinion uh wow uh the yesterday's game i know that uh a lot of you weren't able to actually watch that game because of the situations that was going on uh throughout the the, the team but oh my goodness Cincinnati, Joe Burrow, the, the 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 offense, that offensive line looks awful. I thought they went out and bought one this past offseason. What, what, what happened yeah, they, to it? <laughs> they looked bad last year, too, and everybody you know, thought just because they made the Super Bowl that, that you know, uh, you can kind of forget those things. But, yeah, this offseason, I thought they made some moves to kind of improve that, but – Obviously, the right the pieces are not uh you know the right pieces for that fit right now. But it looks like the same old problem, you know. Unless you get Joe Barrow some protection, I mean, he's gonna take a beating week in week out. You just hope you just hope that he doesn't get hurt, you know, until they figure it out. Yeah. Well, what about okay? So Jacoby Brissett played a really good game yesterday. Um, they made Amari Cooper. You know, Amari's having a, a really good you know season. Obviously, Nick Chubb's over there as well, but. Jacoby, he was 17 of 22, 278 yards and a touchdown and, and actually ran as well, right? Uh, ran for a, a, a touchdown as well. Um, but Deshaun Watson, it's it's coming up on that time. Uh, they're winning with Jacoby. Do, is there, what what happens when, when, when that situation pulls around and, and Deshaun's uh, able to play is, is – is there going to be a contro controversy there, or is it? Oh no, they 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 Who, put too much into into Deshaun. No question. Who makes the most money? <laughs> Who makes the most money? <laughs> Facts. Hell. Yeah, no, so yeah, so yeah, it, it's going to be who makes the most money at the end of the day. Deshaun is definitely going to get his opportunity, and I'm not saying that 
you know, trying to be funny. But, I mean, you give that guy that much money for a reason. And, uh, and Rodney would tell you, once you're inside the NFL as a player and you're like, you're, you're, you can see guys work, you can see the different levels of players and things like that. And I love J- Jacoby. I think Jacoby's a, a heck of a quarterback, man. And he's done a great job in the opportunities that he's given. Uh, but if you want to compare the two, I mean, Deshaun Watson's talent, I mean, it just, it, it is what it is. Everybody knows, uh, you know, if Deshaun Watson's been playing football these past two years, he'll probably still right now be considered like a top five quarterback in this league. Uh, he hasn't played in two years, so that's the question. We don't know what he's going to look like, uh, but you you got to give a guy, you know, his opportunity just off of the strength of the contract that he has. But, well, yeah. Where where will Jacoby be next year? That's that's the thing. I doubt Jacoby's going to want to be a backup again. You know, uh, long term. Do you think that he's he's got a shot at uh, with the way he's played to maybe get another shot at a starting starting position next year? Uh, I'm sure that if a team you know watches Jacoby and and uh, you know studies him and they like him to be the the franchise guy of their team, they will come get him. But if I'm the Browns, I think you see a, across the league, you need two good quarterbacks on your mm-hmm. team. And uh, and even though Jacoby might not, you know, want to be a backup, don't get me wrong, uh, at the end of the day, he's got enough tape out there to where if an organization want him, they'll definitely – it's not like we're talking about a young Jacoby, somebody that hasn't proven himself, somebody that hasn't been in tough positions as a quarterback, backup position. You know, he, he you know first got his big break, you know, in, in New England. You know, that's where it all started. And, you know, he comes to, you know, Indianapolis backing up Luck. And then the Luck situation happened. And Jacoby handled his situation the best that he possibly could. I thought he played good football while he was here in Indy. So I think teams around the league know who Jacoby is. And if they want him, they'll definitely come get him. But Cleveland is not going to let him walk without somebody, you know, putting a price on it. So, Absolutely. Philly still keeps rolling. 35 to 13 over the Steelers, Rodney. Holy crap. That Steelers defense, granted it's without TJ, but still 35 points against that defense. That's that's got to raise some eyebrows, right? Yeah, man. They're a tough team, and they continue to put good things on film and show why they're undefeated right now. And the player Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown, that connection, it was on full display on on Sunday. He get a little disrespectful out there, <laughs> like with the celebration. I'm like, man, he done pointed to two dudes. That's how, that's how <laughs> I get down. I'm like, yeah, three weeks from now, I, we cannot be on that on that tape, that AJ Brown highlight tape. No way. But uh, no, nah, man, they they continue to um, push forward. I, I text text my boy Slay. I said, man, like I'm getting tired of watching y'all, like for real. You really <laughs> got getting on my nerves. Yeah, but uh, nah, man. Uh, wishing them all the best over there. A lot of lot of good dudes, you know, still in that locker room that I know very well, and you know, good to to see them uh, playing the way that they are. Uh, gelling, man, clicking. Look like yeah. they're having a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, when you're winning. Yeah, you know, I that's mean, true. that's true. part of it. Part of it. Yeah, yeah absolutely, man. absolutely. Well, I think that's probably going to do it for uh, this episode. Going over the uh, the the week eight of the NFL. Like I said, there was a lot of interesting things to discuss. Some teams are just 
you're wondering what's going on with them. You know, uh, mm-hmm. I know, I know uh, the the pregame actually on I can't remember was it NBC or something, and they were they they were pulling out the 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 uh, jerseys out of a washing machine, right? They they were sitting there pulling them out, going, "Okay, this player's washed." This player's washed. Oh, wow. This player's Dang. washed. And, I mean, they were pulling all you know, Rogers and Brady and all them, all them out there. You know, oh, and I'm just man. like, oh my, wow, <laughs> that's what that, it is. Yep, yep. That's well. I mean, it, it's a, it's about getting clicks and shock value when it true. comes to a lot of these shows. So that's true. All right. Well, thanks again for watching. If you enjoyed, please make sure you download. If you're listening to this to any of your, uh, wherever it is that you listen to this on audio podcast, make sure you hit the like and share. If you're watching this on YouTube and until next time, I'm Lawrence Owen. That's Gerard Powers and Rodney McLeod. This was believe in Colts brought to you by bet online. And as usual, Go Colts. Do you believe? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.